Hey everyone, we're out enjoying the summer and hope you're doing the same. We'll be back on August 30th this year. Until then, we're rewinding to some of our favorite and most popular episodes. We'll still be releasing Zodiac episodes around the 20th of each month. Until then, we'll see you all in the fall. The podcast you are about to listen to is explicit and may not be suitable for children. Some content may be triggering and graphic. These stories are real. And as we all know, real can sometimes be hard to look at. However, it is necessary for healing and growth. Welcome to Stumbling Through Enlightenment. I'm Jason. And I am Lori. And I'm Edward. Every day we are working through our shit. And today we invite you to work through some of yours with us. Let me give you a quick rundown on what we're going to do in today's episode. The first part of the episode is where Ed, Lori, and I talk about what's going on in our day-to-day lives and where you'll be able to hear how we support each other's growth. During the second portion, Lori, Ed, and I will have a deep dive discussion topic ranging from self-awareness, metaphysics, mental health, personal discovery, and much more. During the third portion of the show, we're going to do a segment called Off the Rails. This is the funnier side of the podcast, where we talk about Lori's trippy dreams, top 10 lists, and all the weird and wild things we come up with along the way. So, how's everybody's week going? So, I have been struggling at work. Oh, yeah? (laughs) So, you know, I, I, I mentioned a few weeks ago that, that I decided to, like, I don't want to do all this extra paperwork. I don't right, want to do all yeah. this, the quote-unquote responsible stuff. I want to just kind of have more fun and do more things yeah, yeah. with the participants and so on and so forth. And I, I'm finding, yes, that's, that's good, but I'm also finding that I, I don't want to be at work. I don't want to be at work at all. You know, I, yeah. I will sit down with my other coworker, and we may be in the common area, so, like, it incorporates the other participants, but... Um, just and sit there and talk for like two, three hours sometimes. I yeah. mean, you know, we can we can bill for it, quote unquote, because you know, like the, other people will be involved in the conversation. But you know, it doesn't feel like working. But I don't want to be at work, and then I have to go do like the paperwork involved with that. I don't want to do that. Yeah, I don't want to do any of that. I just don't want to be at work. I want to be my own boss. I don't want to have to get up at five o'clock in the morning and you know. That's a theme with you for sure. What do you, yeah. Yeah, wanting to not have to work. Right. Well, it's, it's, I guarantee it's because you came up with two parents that didn't work. That, that is... I think, is, I think somewhere in your psyche, yep. there's this dream that happiness is not having to go to work. Right. Yeah. Like, I, I, I don't... Like, I'm not quite like that anymore. It's... I just don't want to be at that level. I want I want to find a job. I don't know why. There's just like there's there's pieces to that. Like I want to be my own boss. I want to I want to I want more freedom than the work provides right now. You know, and and part of that I think could be a little bit like the COVID stuff. Like we don't have the freedom to take people out, you know, as much as we did. We don't have the freedom to do certain things that we used to do because they, you know, they're all susceptible to the the virus, so that's a piece. But I just well, don't. I was wondering though, like, 
I'm wondering though if this piece for you is just getting to know yourself. Like you just said, you don't want to be your own boss. No, I do want to be my own boss. Uh, that's what I mean. Yeah. That you do want to be your own boss. And I'm wondering where where you started your medication and mm -hmm. you're starting to get better as far as the heaviness of the depression goes. Is as that lifts, are you looking to see who you are and like what? Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I mean, I think want to find something to fulfill you, right? In a way that will sustain you, like. And running your own business is shitty, too, in a lot of ways. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So it absolutely has to be something that the main piece of it would be fulfilling. Right. Because all the legs around the body of that spider are a pain in the ass. Right. But I wonder if that's you, like, maybe look into who you really are. I mean, I think that's part of it. I think that there is definitely a part of it that is, it, you know, the paperwork doesn't fulfill me. It doesn't, it doesn't. You know, but I don't think that that's it. I really no, don't. I, I think it's more what, what Can Jason said. Yeah. Yeah. I would guess that this job worked well for you because you were in a rut. Mm hmm And you're coming out of the rut, and you're probably bored. Yeah. You're probably totally bored. Then that's really what it is, and yeah. going to the same place every day when there's no action is boring. And yeah. there are some people that do really well with that and really enjoy it. And there are other people that don't do well with that at all. Yeah. I mean, that's one of the reasons that I do what I do is I don't do well with that at all. Like, my day is different every day. Right. You know, if Diverse. I need to sleep in till noon one day, I can do that. Right. right, because I can shift where I do what I do when I do it, if I need to. It's my schedule, but I also don't have the responsibility of paying people yeah. or of managing, you know, um, disability claims or you know paying gobs amount of taxes and yeah. blah blah. You know what I mean? Right. Like, I have. A job where I feel independent enough to feel independent. Yeah. yeah. But at the same time, don't have all entertained that enough. Yeah. Because of the diversity of what the job entails. Right. Yeah. And not responsible for all of those legs around the body of the spider that I was just saying. Right. That's no, their no. problem. Yeah. 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 They're yeah. responsible for me. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. And and I that's I mean I think that you've just hit the nail on the head because that that really resonates. I mean and yeah. especially again going back to the COVID thing, before that there was I mean there was there was you know different things that happened every day or every week, but there was a lot more uh, spontaneity, you know, yeah. and yeah. we don't have any of that right now. And then like you said, so now we're stuck. Well, even in that environment without COVID, you're not going to have a ton. Right. And right. What, yeah. I was going to say, you know, that's, that's the thing, you know, that we've I've talked about with the, my, not just my boss, but my boss's boss's boss. And, you know, it, our house specifically is. How many bosses really, do you have? You just said four bosses. Yeah. yeah. How <laughs> above you are there? So there's my boss. Yeah. And then there's the assistant director and then there's the director. So your boss would be the program manager. Yep. And then the assistant director of whatever service you're doing. Right. And then the director of that service right. that you're doing. Right. Okay. And right. then, the, then the CEO, whatever. But right. Yeah. 
So, you know, right, for the whole right. company. So but that's, the, you know, you're, okay. It's an umbrella. So it's the umbrella of that director. Okay, yeah, I get you. Yeah. I get you now. So, you know, I mean, like, and we've talked about it, like, our house specifically, you know, and, and they're sitting there telling us, you know, well, well you, need to, you need to make changes. You need to shake it up. We can't shake it up. These these people. Yeah, that's what they always say. Right, exactly. These guys are, this is what their life is. I can sit it's down. on you to make it more entertaining. But it's not. I'm not their entertainer, you know? It's, Amen. It's not. <laughs> that's not my. If if they, I can offer them things if they want to do something, you know, and they say, yeah. I mean, I'll latch on to that absolutely to make their dreams or their wants to a reality. But yeah. I'm not there to entertain. I'm no. there to help assist them in their lives the way that they want to live them. Yeah. Well, and you're not there for you to be entertained. Well, that's it. Right. But and that's I, what you would be doing when you were quote unquote entertaining. I mean, right. it would really be just. <clears throat> entertaining yourself right exactly and that's certainly not where i would go for entertainment right (laughs) same here you know but yet you know i go there for work and i just i don't know i just i'm not i'm not it's it's that boredom and and i'm I'm, probably is you're probably coming out of that depressive state and getting a little bit more energy and there's really not a lot of places for you to express that that you normally would because they're all social settings so yeah. work is your social setting, and that's not going to be fulfilling. No, no. I'm and I'm I'm learning of that about myself, which is really kind of cool. Like you know, like when you when you when you said what you said, I mean, like that. I I I wouldn't have been able to figure that one out, but yeah, that makes perfect sense. And this yeah. is something that I now get to learn about myself. And if I look back, the last thing that I did when I when I gave in my letter of resignation as a chef is I stated in that letter, I am working too damn hard to maintain a level of mediocrity. You know, I wasn't allowed because I was working that boredom state. I was I was doing all this prep work uh-huh. because of, of the situation yeah. that I was not able to do the creation work, which is what the fulfilling work was for. Yeah. Yeah. And as a head chef, that is what I was being paid to do. Yeah. It's not what I was able to do. Right. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Um, and, 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 and maintain any level of anything. So, right. you know, that really is that really is a, a central theme for me at this point. Like, I want to work, but I want to work in something that's interesting to me. I want to work with something that, that fulfills me. I want to work with you something You want to be stimulated? That, I want to be stimulated, Yeah. you know? And the conversations are stimulating, but it's still not, it's not the, you know... Yeah. It feels like I'm trying to bypass everything else I'm supposed to be doing, yeah. you know? Right. My huh. responsibilities there. Do you know, have, <clears throat> you probably haven't thought too much about what would do that for you. Well, right now, I think that that's a big part of the, the delving into the reselling stuff because yeah. it is different every time. You know, I'm con- I don't have a, a niche per se that is like, I don't just sell this one product or five products. I right, mean, right. you know, like I, I... I go out, I see a piece that interests me, I do research on it, or I know a little bit about it, and I learn a little bit more, and, you know, I'm, I'm you know, now joining these, these Facebook groups that, you know, help with identification or do reselling, so I'm constantly learning now about this yeah. stuff, and, you know, the sourcing is fun, because I'm not necessarily going to the same places all the time, you know, and, and or seeing the same thing, so, like, I think that there's a lot of that. The scary part for me is the all the legs around the spider. Yeah. You know, um, you know, it's it's. I'm not. I, I at this moment now. I'm hoping that that will change in the next year. But at this moment, I don't have 
the income to pay like a CPA to do all of the tax work and shit. So like I'm having to figure that out all by myself. So I've got people that I can, you know, ask questions about and I've gotten some really good information and I think that I'm going to be all set. But there's a bit, bit of fear of that responsibility. Right, and huh? that's the thing. There's this responsibility piece that that's still like, it, it, it gets me. Like it, it, it hits me and I'm like, okay, well, what if I do it wrong? You know, yeah. what's going to happen? Because I've done things like this before, did them wrong and gotten penalized. You know, I once ended up having to repay $2,000 worth of taxes. Yeah. Because... I put something down when I had started a business and got fucked over, you know. So, yeah. It, you know, so there's that little bit of fear of like what if that responsibility is wrong? What if I'm doing it wrong? Yeah. You know. So, there's that piece. So totally constructively. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Okay. Like the new thing, the only thing new that you're saying mm-hmm. is that work is not your all, right? Which is a huge shift for you. Because work was everything, and then everything was everything else, right? Right. So that in itself is amazing, because you're saying, well, work really isn't working for me. You know what I mean? It's not not doing what I need, so I need to maybe look elsewhere. I need to look at something else. Yeah. Because my need is not being fulfilled. Right. Right? So that shift is like taking the house and picking it up and just swinging it around. Okay. Right. So there, there's that piece, but there's also the piece of your history of the, I want to be the independent business owner with, you know, and that's gone in billions of different directions. Absolutely, you know, that's, yeah. That's the consistent story. And I've wondered for a couple of years now, probably, if that story somehow is taking away from wherever you are in the present. Does that make sense? Like, if the goal for you maintains the same story yes are you able to in the present moment yep yep so there's a couple of things present there's a couple of things with that which have all come up you know and we we talked about that again a couple of weeks ago like putting me first i'm starting to really try to put me first like what my wants and needs are something's not fulfilling to me i don't want to be doing it you know Mm -hmm. um so so there's a like you said that was huge growth and it is, and that's coming from that space. The second piece is you're very right. Um, all of these dreams, we're going to put them, call them dreams, they're not yeah. even goals. Yeah. They're not goals because there's no plan to get there. And the reason why there's no plan to get there is because I am not starting where I am. I'm just seeing this finished product of like all of a sudden I'm making millions of dollars and owning right. this great big thing or whatever, so on and so forth. Right. And so, yes, that is a theme, one. But I'm I'm coming at it from a different place. You know, I'm really looking at this is where I am. Right now I'm working this job. And I am now trying to figure out, do I want to keep this job because it's a job I know, even though I don't like the job. And this is what I want to do right now, which is the reselling piece. I'd like to get there re-full-time, truthfully. Um, 
See, that's it though. And doing, but that that little thing that you just said is yep. what I'm talking mm-hmm. about, and I don't think you're hearing it, or mm-hmm. I don't think I'm saying it in a way that that's making sense. So, <clears throat> okay. So if I'm Ed, and I'm hanging out at work, yeah. doing my thing that I hate. Yeah. And then yeah. I come home and I resell stuff. Mm-hmm. And that works really well for me. Yeah. And I spend more energy on reselling stuff. Yeah. And less energy focused on being whatever at work. But then I'm not happy at work. So instead of looking to reselling, looking to work. And then allowing reselling to eventually catch up to a point that work doesn't need to be there. Right. But every time you say it, and I don't think you can hear it maybe then. Maybe if not. If you agree with what I just I, said. I, and that's, that's the way I'm viewing every it. Every time you say it, it's, I'm here, Yep. but I'm on my way there. Ah. Right? That's Okay, yeah. So you're never allowing the whatever this is, the reselling, the whatever Whatever it is, is, yeah. To just naturally grow to a point where you let go of the job. Right. Versus having the job be what you have to hold on to until you can get here. Wow, okay. So it's that really is it's a perception thing because everything that you had said about, you know, the, the job, that's my plan in my head is to let that go. You know, right. to, to let that right. naturally right. progress, but that's not the way I'm viewing it because no. the perception is different. Right. Ooh. It's totally different steps. Yeah, it is. That's good to that that like that's why that's that's a shift. That's a shift. That's a shift in perception. You know, right. There. Um. Well, one of the things that I'm realizing is that a lot of the stuff that I go through is 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 all about that perception. I mean, that's. And I'm sure that that's that's just about everything for everybody. Yeah. You know, whether we follow the steps one way or whether we follow them the other way you right. know it makes a difference but it's really just a perception of how we're looking at how we're getting there right yeah. right and that's why it's like it doesn't matter if it's the reselling or the reiki center right yeah. it's yeah. still this thing up here that you're kind of surviving through until you get to right right it's that destination thought pattern right. you know like it's not about where we are right now it's about the destination right as opposed to letting this be what it is right you know right so you work until right. you don't need to right versus working until you don't need to right 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 absolutely like, <laughs> it sounds the same but it's not at all it's the same exact thing but it's completely different yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. because of the yeah. Of hearing. thank you for i mean that really is I mean, I guess that's why we do the podcast. I mean, that's why we get together and do these things. Yeah. Because that, that mirror image is, is very Because without the same that thing. shift, it's like the same story. It is. It but is. with that shift, it would be a different story. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, without that shift, it's the same story, just with more steps involved in my mind. Right, yeah. You're, you're right. giving it more logical. Right. Right. Because you're getting older. Right. So it makes sense that as you mature your process will mature right but if you take out the whatever it is it's it's the same process it's, yeah like i can read i i have images of you sitting in front of computers learning about things right learning about things yeah and that's it yeah and that's what you're talking about with this is that you're learning and you're moving and you're learning and you're moving and you're learning more but you're buying into the learning more. Right. 
right instead of the doing, the doing more. more yeah right yeah absolutely so that could be a trap that is a trap and and I'm glad you brought that up because that's actually one of the things that I'm I have been struggling with the last couple of weeks too yeah that is actually something that that I've been working through and 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 realizing that it's a trap you know oh really yeah that's awesome. um and and part of it is this reselling group that I am I am part of you know that I it's a really good support network and I've only been part of it for a few weeks well maybe a little bit more now but in the right. online world it doesn't matter right that's right. true yeah um but a lot of it is you know anytime a new seller comes in and they're like well i've been thinking about doing this i've been doing all this research and blah 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 and they're like just start listing yeah just do it that's the thing you know and they're like well but i haven't seen anything and they're like just keep listing it will catch up to you eventually just keep doing it mm -hmm. well i've just made this huge mistake just keep listening you know what i mean just keep doing absolutely. it more yeah, doing, absolutely more doing less thinking yeah just more doing yeah yeah that's know? that's how i live my life yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah well and it has worked thus far, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> Some days more than other moments. Yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so that is a, that, to have that, that put in that context is, is a really good thing for me. So thank you for that. Yeah. So we're going to talk today about work. We're going to talk about when work works and work doesn't work, right? This is such a, a near and dear to my yeah. being central issue there. So Well, and it's it's funny because, um, because you have had like a totally different work experience than I've had. Mm, yeah. Like to the extreme almost. Right. For me, when I started out working as a teenager, I worked at a place where my friends were. Mm -hmm. And I typically, you know, working was hanging out with friends, kind of. And that's really what working was for me. Probably until... Um, Probably until the summer after I graduated high school. Working was pretty much hanging out with friends. Yeah. And it really wasn't, you know, I didn't really care what the job was. I mean, it was a, I was a circus guy for, or whatever they call them. A, a carnival. carnival guy yeah. for one of them. Oh, and, fun. You know, I worked at a Starbucks and like, I mean, it was a gas station I worked at once. Right. And it was nothing, you know, I mean, the job didn't matter. Right. The job never mattered. Then I got this other job where I was helping people. But I was totally independent. I mean, the first client I ever got was a young boy who I was told that I could work with for 32 hours a week, given paperwork, and sent on my way. So That was your job training. Here you I go. was an 18-year-old. I had no idea what I needed to do or what I should have done. Right. Mm. I mean, and that kid and I did all kinds of crazy shit. So that was that was my first experience. So that was kind of fun. From there, work kind of became fun. You know, I would go to work to have fun. Yeah. Because I worked in group homes where, you know, there were almost unlimited budgets at the time. I worked in this one group home and I would work, you know, I'd work 120 hours a week and not even bat an eye. I mean, it was all of these things that were just fun. 
Right. You know, and there were, of course. We were there for a reason. So, like, when one of the people were chasing a staff with a golf club, you know, uh, a couple of the people got into fights with each other a couple of times. One went over a, you know, the second floor balcony type thing. Oh. He's got pushed <laughs> over it. Oh, my God. Um, yeah. Like, I mean, it was a, it was an interesting environment. But it was fun. Yeah. You know, it was, it was thrilling, but it was fun. Yeah. So then I, I kind of moved on a little bit. And I started working with kids again. And when I worked with kids, it was fun at times. Yeah. But for the most part, it was kind of a drag. You know, you were dealing with parents that were being shitty to their kids. Yeah. Or you were dealing with kids that were just little assholes and constantly being like, uh, whatever they call it, you know. Behavioral? No. What's it called when they're like placated? You know, oh, yeah. Constantly being placated or, or given whatever they want yeah. or that kind of a thing and the entitlement stuff. Yeah. You know, or parents that think you should be able to go in and change the world in 15 minutes. Like, oh, yeah. 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 All those, of that th- those are fun. stuff, you know? And so what, it went from being really fun to kind of not being fun at all. And then I bounced around a ton of times. So... In that time period, I think I was trying to figure out what I wanted from work. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I went to, I was in a lot of supervisory roles at that time, and I realized that that wasn't necessarily what I wanted, mm-hmm. so I changed that up a little bit, but that was too boring, so I changed that up a bit, and I kept going back and forth between just doing the work mm-hmm. and supervising Mm-hmm. And doing the work and supervising the work. And when I say back and forth, I'm talking companies, right? Right. Like, I've probably worked for 30 or 40 companies in my lifetime. Yep. Um, I It would be nothing for me to work six months one place and go to another place for six months and leave and go to another place for six months. It was just, it's how I've always been. Mm-hmm. I've never anchored at work. What I got for insight out of that was what I wanted out of work was not necessarily to be down in the the ditches every day. It really wasn't just being in an administrative position all the time either. Right. So I was in an administration <laughs> position at the time, um, and I had a supervisor that was horrible. And I don't hold my tongue well, right? Right. Mm-hmm. So my, I'll take this back. My supervisor was pretty good. The supervisor overseeing us because she was out was horrible. Ah, gotcha. So I basically told the guy to mind his own fucking business. And then I left on vacation for a week and a half. When I got back, they fired me. Yeah. So I had openly been talking about wanting to change, wanting to move on, wanting to do something different anyway. Money has always been my biggest reason for going to work. Yeah. Um, A lot of people in the social services feeling fields... Mm-hmm. Uh, think that that's an awful thing to say, but I would not go to work if I wasn't getting paid. Right. That's the reality of it. Right. No one else would either. Would they just don't want to admit it. <laughs> stand up and go do what I do every day if I didn't get a paycheck at the end of the week. Right. So I know being paid is important. I know that some level of independence is important. I also know that not having that human connection was not working for me. Right. So having that human connection with the person that is down there dealing with the shit matters to me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. After I left there, I was looking for jobs and I found this one particular type of job 
in the field that I worked in. As I worked there, with every day that went by, I realized that I finally found the right job for me. I found a job where I was essentially able to control my own schedule, able to control how I helped people do what I helped them do, able to rely on people for support if needed, you know, uh, able to not take things home if they were too big for me, you know, Uh I could pass that along. And it was just a really, really perfect fit. And I realized when that happened that there are certain things I was able to learn through that process because I was so fluid in it, right? I was so willing to just keep going and going and going until I wanted something or found something I really wanted. From the outside, that looks horrible. (laughs) Right. You know, because you're constantly changing jobs. Right. And it, there was a big part of that that I still, to this day, kind of bear that burden. Yeah, I've worked at lots of different places. When I'm not happy, I leave. That's the way it works. That's why I've worked at lots of different places. Mm-hmm. That's something that I have to own. But at the same time, when I go to work, I have shitty days. I have good days. But I have a solid sense of purpose in what I do when I'm at work. What I've learned is that when work is working for you, it should help you feel and help you progress your intended purpose. So I am not just working on helping myself, but through helping the people that I work with, that's progressing what I already wanted to progress. Mm -hmm. Uh Does that make sense? I'm able to gather purpose out of there. But my purpose is a whole big thing, right? It's just one piece of where I get it from. Right. I watch people frequently, you know, do the work that I do and struggle. You know, they drown. They they get overwhelmed. So what I do is not a special job. You know what I mean? It's not created just for me. It is a job that I found that works well for what I need. Mm -hmm. And I'm getting paid. I don't ever feel like I'm giving more to work than I'm getting. And I think that's what ideal looks like. I'm getting as much out as I'm putting in. Right. And I think where I see a lot of struggle is when people get stuck. You know, uh, Jessica has worked at crappy places for a very, very long time. And it's because for her, it's easier to go to work and have a shitty day and then be home and then go to work and have a shitty day than it is for her to ask somebody else to recognize that she would be worthy of working there. Like, for her, it's easier just to keep going back to the shittiness. Yep. Because if she applies for a job, why would they hire her? Right. Then they, then she has to face that rejection. Right. Yeah. And it's amazing to me to see that much of life being taken over by something that doesn't feed you. Right. In any way. My work can be the crappiest job in the world. And I have had some really freaking shitty days. Yeah. Literally and figuratively. Right. I I could go on. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I could go on. Body fluids, you name it. Whatever. I mean, there are shitty parts of my job. Yeah. But in the end, I also get to watch people grow. Right. And I gain something out of that. You know, I use their growth for my own. Right. And it, it serves me. It serves what I do. 
Yeah. I think when when you're not getting that out of work and you're choosing to stay at work, it's really important to identify what part of you needs to stay there. What part of you needs to be not moving. And is it connected to responsibility? Is it connected to self-image? Is it connected to to just financial reasons? You know, maybe you can't leave work because you get paid X amount of money to do this here and everyone else only pays X amount of money to do it there. Right. I've been in that situation more than once mm-hmm. where if I left that job, I would take a 2 to $3 pay cut because yeah. this place was paying me more than any place else would. And I've done that. It sucks. Yeah. But I've done that. I've absolutely taken pay cuts to go to different jobs because I'm not getting anything from where I'm at. And that's an, I mean, that is a very interesting, like that's an interesting thought pattern. Like, especially in today's day and age, there, there are a couple of pieces to that. You know, a lot of people are stuck or feel stuck in their job because of the financial situation. Yeah. You know, it's not that they will necessarily get paid less than where they are now, but they won't get paid any more. So you might as well stick with the shit that you know, (laughs) you know, that you've experienced. Or where you feel secure. Or where you feel secure. For me, like one of my issues is, and and for for Jessica, it's 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 rejection. For me, it's not rejection. I, like I, it doesn't somehow bother me. I could send out a a hundred requests, and if they all said no, I'd be like, okay, well, I'm just gonna find a hundred more. Eventually, I'll find one that works. What gets me though is the the knowledge and the relearning of a job. So I could go from like one kitchen, like when I was a chef, I'd go from one kitchen to another kitchen. There would be this period of anxiety in the month in between each one, even though I knew the jobs. Yeah. You know, because of that switch. I mean, like, what if I don't remember how to do this? Or what right. if it, you know, well, and, and so that I makes sense with you. Right. That makes sense with you because you fear not knowing. Right. And not doing it right. And not doing yeah. it right. Everything's right or wrong. Yeah. So, you know, taking that inventory of why you are choosing to stay in the job that you're in and then mindfully try to figure out, and this is where you write down those lists, you know. Right. Why am I choosing to stay in this job? Why, or what you can do to overcome each one of those. Right. You know, whether it is to like send out a hundred, you know, requests and and whatever, and to to things that are totally unrelated that you've never done before. Because you, people will get hired that have you no experience. How many master's level jobs I've been hired for? Right, and you don't have a master's. I don't have. You don't even have a bachelor's. Degree. You know, right? Yeah. You know. But when they say, "Oh, you've done this for twenty years," yeah, right, and you have the state's level of what you need. Okay, we'll take you too. I made $2 more an hour than my supervisor because I have limitations. I have boundaries. Right. If they want me, this is how much they need to pay me. Right. So that's how much they paid me because they wanted me. I, I've never experienced as an employee, I am very clear with my employers and right up front that I'm getting something out of this. You're getting something out of this. Right. If one of us feel like this is not working out anymore, then we need to walk away. It's like a relationship at that point. Well, exactly. It is. It is a relationship. I mean, I'm spending a quarter of my life doing this. Right. And do I want to spend that quarter of my life as a black hole? Or do I want to spend that quarter of my life continuing to do what I'm doing in the rest of my life, but while I'm getting paid? Right. 
It's not like it's fun stuff that I'm doing. When I'm doing it, my focus is not on where I am. It's on who I'm there with. Right. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, well, absolutely. So whether we're sitting in a social security office or whether we're sitting in their living room, I'm getting the same thing out of the interaction. And that's why, for me, it's really just a progression of where I already am. It's interesting because that's, like, for me, this is this is one of the issues. And we've talked about this. For the longest time, I have supplemented the, the narcissistic parent with a narcissistic workplace where yeah. I give my all and I'm a loyal and to a fault and, yeah. you know, walk on me, hurt me, you know, and I will yeah. be there. Again, learning the boundaries. And this is really all it, it does come down to boundaries yeah. you know and I have a guy that I work with uh, an employee uh, uh, co-employee and um, we talk about this and I am envious and he is really like we've had conversations that have been very helpful to me because he's very much like you in that respect um, and he's quite young and he's already there which I think is awesome and he's like you yeah. know this this doesn't serve me I am staying here only because I have not found a paycheck larger yeah but and that's all that this is right now because nothing else about this job serves him okay so I've had to reevaluate my job and and like you I want the freedom I don't want the responsibility of necessarily being a manager over people yeah. I've done that and a lot of times I stick to that only because I don't want to be the underling again uh, uh, for somebody who can't do their job. So it really does come down to boundaries for people. You know, if you're not in a job that that serves you, if you're not in a job that that you can put yourself first in, then you need to start looking and not be afraid to make mistakes and not be afraid to be turned Absolutely. down and not be afraid to make changes. Absolutely. And not be afraid of not being good enough because I have also been my first cooking job. I'd always wanted to be a cook. Yeah. My first cooking job, I had never cooked before in my life. I had done retail, I had done management, and uh, what, my first mental health job. I had never done that before either, you know? Yeah. And uh, they hired me. And it was great, you know, both of those places. Yeah. I mean, it's I'm, never too late for anything. Right. It isn't. And it's your life. Exactly. And that's the thing is so many people compartmentalize work and you're you're cutting out a quarter of your life. Right. And well, it's and the, not fair. And the opposite <laughs> is also true for a lot of people where work needs to be so fulfilling that it is their life. It is their life. Yeah. And that's that's yeah, where I, I Yeah. That's where I I a lot have of people... been. And that's not that's not healthy. I mean, like I can look back at that and look at myself now and go, that's not healthy. I no. mean, unless unless what you do is feeding you, right? You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I, I think in the context of like what you're saying, you're talking about people that are just kind of they're not getting anything out of it, right? right? Except that they're sacrificing themselves to it. Exactly. That's yeah. what they're getting out yep. of it. Human sacrifice is real. Yeah, right. It <laughs> really Especially is. at work. Yeah. Um, so this is how I've started to come and look at this. Yeah. And and I'm I'm putting this out there because I, I really think that if everybody started doing this, they would have a better understanding of what they needed to do and where they needed to go. If you consider work the relationship and there was another person involved there, and a, and a romantic relationship specifically because that's usually one of our closer relationships. Oh, you just bumped it up and on. Oh, I did. I absolutely did. Would you accept somebody treating you like shit asking for you always to give and sacrifice and then telling you you're lucky to be here <laughs> you're lucky that i'm paying attention to you at all 
Right. Even if it's only for five seconds every five months. Would you be okay with that? The answer is no, but we do that to work every single day. Most people, I don't want to say everybody obviously, but most people will sacrifice themselves to the job. Oh, you need me to work this day? Yeah, sure. I had plans with the family, but no big deal. I mean, like, you know, because I'm I'm bucking for that promotion, which will give me an extra 25 cents, which will, you know, result. Yeah. Right. Well, that'll be a whole extra 20 bucks a week. (laughs) Right. Exactly. Which will all be taken in taxes. So it's like you know two yeah. drops of gas yeah you know i i had that exact thing said to me actually at that job that i was talking about earlier mm-hmm. you know they said you should feel lucky to have this job there's all kinds of people here that would rather have this job and i looked at him and i said well then why am i here right why haven't you done something about that right yeah i mean seriously and they were appalled yeah. It's the reality. I mean, if you're not getting what you think you should be getting out of what I'm doing for work, then fire me. There's no reason for me to be here. Right. We don't need to be pissy at each other. That's got to be hard because the fear tactic has been what's used to keep people in line. Well, it's disabling. So when yeah. they, when they disabling. try to pull that fear tactic out on someone yeah. like you, Jason... They get pissed. Yeah, they because they, they, don't, they, they don't know how to... Maneuver with that. That's, right. That throws them right off well, kilter. It's, it's like a it's like a bully. You know, they're yeah, they're absolutely. all good until you stand up to them and absolutely. say, okay, the well then do it. Control yeah. exactly. You know, so in uh, you know multiple jobs have been gaslighted. Yeah, I've been you know definitely abused and and made to feel like I was you know only yeah. worthy because they accepted me. They're doing me a favor. And you devoted your all to them. And I devoted my all to them. And now I'm trying to move away from that. Right. Well, you are. You're learning boundaries. You're yeah. starting to learn self acceptance in ways that you haven't you know in in the past. You're you're growing. So makes sense that your work would be changing yeah Yeah. so it really is all about the mindset and and you know i i i want to sympathize with people that are listening that are like well but you don't know my situation i was one of those people you don't know my situation jason you don't know you know no i know i know and and it really is very freeing to change that mindset to understand that they need you more than you need them well and that they will be there if you die tomorrow right Right? Right. Like, think about it. You know, there are so many people that, like, like it's talking about, you know, well, if I'm not there, what's going to happen? If I'm not there, you know, well, I'm the only one that knows how to do this. I'm the only one that knows how to do that. Well, that's their <laughs> fault. Yeah. That right. They've allowed you to hold all of this knowledge and not also educated themselves about it. Right. The reality is, is if you die on your way to work tomorrow. Mm-hmm. They're not going to go out of business just because you're not there. Right. right. Nobody's going to go They're hungry. Gonna no one's going to die. Yeah. You'll be replaced within a you know a few minutes. Yeah. Yeah. One of the biggest ironies for me, and, and that that started to turn my thought pattern on this, is my last position at the ski resort. They made me because it was a management position, so they they made me take uh, one of those like. It's not Myers-Briggs, but a, a test of that sort of thing. Like a personality test. Personality test. Yeah. And they gave me the breakdown, and I looked at it and went, cool. And I read it, and I was like, yeah, no, that's me to a T. That's pretty good. And then realized as I was quitting that they had used this psychological profile <laughs> quite literally yeah. to get me to agree to a lesser wage when we were talking about money. Yeah. On top of that, the I By want... fluffing you. But exactly, fluffing yeah. Fluffing me, but they got what they needed for me through my psychological profile. Yeah, that's why corporations do that. Yeah, of course, of course. 
Get a new job, You're people. You're never just giving away <laughs> free information. Right. It's never just a fun game. Right? right? <laughs> a fun game. <laughs> a fun game. Oh, I've learned a little bit more myself, and they do too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So today we're going to talk about um, different around the world, different things that they do for New Year's. Oh, come on. Let's get a better intro than that. So today we're going to talk about... Funnies. No, Fun- go ahead. Introduce us. Okay. So... Uh... <laughs> the spotlight right on you. Right? <laughs> Lori McCafferty, bringer of the... Uh, the only funny. The only funny. No. Lori McCafferty, bringer of the holiday bazaar in, of <laughs> Christmas time, uh, has now, <laughs> is now going to share with us the amazingly different... Uh, what is it? Uh, it has also been known as Mr. Interlock. <laughs> right? <laughs> Just in case nobody else knew that. Right? He could definitely be a ring... Leader, a ring, a ring leader. <laughs> at the ring today, leader at the ring right? Yeah. Today and off the rails, Lori McCafferty brings to us the funny uh, cultural differences that we all experience throughout the world of New Year's Eve. Dun, dun, dun. Now that's an introduction. Go ahead. Yes, all right. <laughs> well, let's start with some, scare, some scarecrow burning. Scare- what? Burning. Yes. That makes sense. The, the season's over. Planting. Burn the scarecrow. B- burn. They, okay. This is a great... This is in Ecuador. Yeah. And to banish any ill fortune or bad things that happened in the past year... Ecuadorians set fire to scarecrows filled with paper at midnight on New Year's Eve. They also burn photographs of things that represent the past year, which leads us to believe... lovers <laughs> Right? Yeah. So, and, so then they just put in a little funny themselves and they say... Pictures of COVID. <laughs> that uh, this leads them to believe that New Year and is just a thinly veiled excuse for Ecuadorian pyromaniacs to set fire to things. But I, I love well there. But right? I, I know. Well, like, fire. I'm a pyro. Yeah. Absolutely. I love that because I'm one of those people that like to make lists. Yeah. This is what I want to do. Put it in the wood stove and give it to the universe. Or this is what I'm shedding and make the list. Right. And put it in the wood stove yeah. and give it to the universe. So I love that they do that for the new year. Get rid of the old release it and give it to the universe and start fresh i think that's an awesome thing to do okay i think my only recommendation would be not to break up on december 30th yeah yeah because if you do all your shit's gonna get burnt the next oh right right. (laughs) yeah you're not gonna get a chance to get it back forget the curbside right (laughs) Right. you know yeah fire your shit's going in the fire bonfire but yeah, I love that one. And then so yeah, there's... keep it keep it healthy around the holidays and the relationships. Right. Yes. Yeah. Should do that probably everywhere. <laughs> just you know, there are probably things in every culture that could not bode well for you if you break up oh, with somebody. Come on. Right. Everybody then. needs a breakup text on New Year's Eve. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh. Builds character. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, find Builds someone char- else to kiss at midnight, you know. Builds character for sure. Or a picture of them kissing someone else. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's, I mean, you know, absolutely. Yep. yep. Big old screw you right there. <laughs> right. 
So then the Philippines, they do round things. Round things? Yeah. <laughs> round things. That's what it says. Round it around, things, Philippines. Around. I get around. Round. <laughs> In the Philippines, New Year is about one thing and one thing only, cold hard cash. Ooh. It's all prosperity for them all the time, yes. huh? Yes, yes. It's money, money, money. And money is great, but that's not must the be end all to happiness. That's not the end all to happiness at all. But yeah, it's bring prosperity and wealth for the year ahead. And so the Filipino people try to use as many round things as possible to represent coins and coins, wealth. Yeah. Round clothes. I don't know what that would be. Round food. Donuts. Yes, donuts. Yeah. Uh, you name it. If it's round, they want in. Round clothes. Well, I mean, a skirt, a skirt could be round. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that is round. There are some cloaks that are round, shawls if that are round. I take this off. It's round. And show it to you from the bottom. It's round. Yeah, that's you, You're true. talking about I'm your sweatshirt. Round. Right, yeah. Right. <laughs> right. So if I take my shirt, my sweatshirt, even my pants off, it's all round. And right. our hands. Around me. And our hats. Right. Yeah. I guess I've just there, never, well, although there's probably, never thought of my clothes as round. There's probably yeah. patterns that, you know, have like, like circles. Round. Of, right, yeah. Yeah, you know, probably. You know, mid-century modern with like the little polka dots and the like oh, dear, stuff. Yeah. yeah, right? I'm imagining yeah. like just gold coins all over a pattern of a shirt. Yeah. Uh, as tacky as you can Oh, wow. Get. Right? Yeah. Oh, so it would be a Hawaiian shirt. <laughs> yeah. Well, actually, I was thinking, like, you know, maybe a, a yeah, what is that, rayon? You know, oh, yeah, rayon? yeah, absolutely, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah it never absolutely. wrinkles. Yeah. That stuff, yeah. So, so I should go oh to the God, Philippines. Rayon wrinkles like crazy. I thought rayon was the no, stuff. Rayon no, was rayon like, is put that very in the dryer, wrinkly. It comes out like half the size, and you got to iron that shit oh, out. Oh, I know that material. Yeah, it's I know not that fun. That's real nasty. Yeah, yeah. okay. So yeah. I, I need to go to the Philippines on New Year's Eve because I'm round. I mean, yeah, I've, got the belly. Go. I've got the belly. This would All be the great. girls will be looking at All you. All the for girls good luck. Will be, right? Absolutely. <laughs> Come rub go. the belly for good luck. There's great. a lot of round <laughs> things in that too, you know. Ooh. You put a round thing in a round <laughs> hole. Yeah. You could also charge him a coin per rub. There you go. Oh my God. No, a coin per round. That's called hooking. Which I think is legal in the Philippines. I'm just saying. I oh, don't there know. you go. So you, yeah, you could, uh, you could start a new career. Uh, no, no, I'm good. <laughs> be your own boss. Right. <laughs> hey, that was that's right. That's right. What you want life is to be yeah. your own boss. Yeah, maybe not be that. Be your own boss of your body. <laughs> right. Be your own boss of your body. You sell it to whoever you want. There you go. You get to there set you your own hours. Right. Oh It'd be God. perfect. <laughs> So I'm glad that we did this because now we've just found a whole new route for you to take. That's right, yep. Just through the new year funny. I'm just thinking of the irony of a childhood trafficking survivor talking about something. <laughs> I, know, I know, right? But whatever, we'll let that one go. Yeah. All right, what's number three? <laughs> next. Yeah, next. On to the next. Denmark, broken plates. Okay. So if you've ever I've heard of this before, I've heard of breaking plates for good luck. Yeah. Really? Well, oh, this yeah. is like a good luck thing. Right. My, I wonder if that's an Irish thing too, because my grandmother I used feel to talk like, about that. I feel like um, it's also a Jewish thing. Like you break something at the yeah. wedding. Yeah. For good oh, yeah. Luck? Yeah. They break the glass. Yeah. 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 For yeah. good luck. So. Muscle tough. If you're ever in Denmark, or if you've ever been in Denmark, and wake up to find a pile of smashed crockery outside of your door, it's probably New Year's Eve. Yeah, okay. Unused plates are saved up all year round until the 31st of December 
when they are hurled at the front doors of your friends and family in a strangely vandalistic display of affection. <laughs> now, see, where I grew up, that would be called... Halloween. Right. Yeah, right. Or that would be called neighbor disputes. Yeah, right? or passive aggression. Aggression, like There's oh, I, passive. About oh, that. you're my friend, and I'm gonna do this, saying that it's out of affection, but really, I can't wait to smash this plate on your door. It sounds. You it, but I mean, if they're all doing it, right? Right. Like it, it right. sounds like one large dysfunctional family. You yeah. know, I mean. It's a, yeah, a countrywide food fight. Right. Oh my God, yeah, that'd the be. The plates have stuff on them. She just said. Oh, do they? I don't know. No, I thought you said unused. Unused, unused yeah. plates. They're oh, saved okay. all year. Yeah, they're well, saved that's up so all much year. nicer, though. I, right. I could totally... That would be fun. You could, go out for an evening with a box of plates, and, and you throw them at people's houses. Yep. And can you imagine this? I mean, like... From the car, right? You Just like a Frisbee. Right. That would be fun. From and, the car, and you, right? Like a drive-by. And you it's save them all year, so plate. you go like, oh, now this is a plate that I need right. to smash on Lori's door. Yeah. This right. is a plate that I need to right. smash on Jason's door. I would love this pattern. Right. Smash! This is red glass. Well, this needs to be Lori's plate. Right. Right. As I'm muttering under my breath, now I can't let my dog on my front door and I'll like clean up this damn glass. <laughs> and then in Spain, it's the eating 12 grapes. So as the clock counts down to 12 and people around the world are preparing to watch fireworks and drunkenly kiss each other, Spaniards are staring at a bunch of grapes with a steely gaze. This challenge involves stuffing your face with 12 grapes, (laughs) one for every ring of the bell. Succeed if you've got good luck for the year. With With grapes. grapes. Yeah. Okay. But you got to put 12 grapes in your mouth in a minute. So. Yeah, it's sort of like eating the hot dogs, only it's not as hard, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I, think, I think that wouldn't be hard at all, honestly. Uh, 12 grapes, uh, I yeah. I put 12 grapes in my mouth. Yeah, I, sure. think I, I think I could do I'd it. have to do a lot of squishing, but... Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think it's... It, but if you do it, if you're well, successful, you've got good luck for the year ahead. Oh, oh. No, I so know where I'm not going for New Year's Eve. Yeah, because that's the least fun that's thing that we've seen so far. Yeah, right, yeah. Tekanake. 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 Festival. The Ooh, the Tekanake Festival. Oh my gosh, I know nothing about it. Go I ahead. was going to say, you sound like you know, <laughs> but I don't think you do. Not you didn't know how to pull out traditional Tekanake dress. Right? Right? <laughs> Start dancing around <laughs> <laughs> Perfectly round dress. Perfectly. No, that's the Philippines. This is not the Philippines. <laughs> right? No, this is Takanake. So, this annual festival held at the end of December is all about people beating the living daylights out of each other. Ooh! That's even more dysfunctional family. Holy shit. So, competitors <laughs> face off in a ring for a round of bare-knuckling brawling, which is overseen by local policemen. Oh, I've seen this. You I've have? This. And where yeah. is this? You said it's Tekanake, but like... Peru. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Peru. Okay. Yeah. Some of those guys are kind of cute, too. Tekanake mm. literally it's means... It's like a big mud wrestling session. Is it? Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah, and it's like it, the literal meaning of that is when the blood is boiling. But apparently all of the fights are friendly and represent a fresh start for the year. Yeah, when they fight, they don't, like, punch each other. It's more like wrestling. They, like, pick okay. each other and flip each other. Oh, okay. And okay. each other and submission stuff. It's not, like, fists okay. on nose Okay, that's right. cool. Yeah. I mean, they may hit the sides. Right. You know, but yeah. it's not, they're not hitting faces. Right. right. Hey, the pretty face. So don't, don't touch the pretty so face. So not what not, I've seen, at least. It's not like a street fight. Right. 
So okay. Then Japan, it's 108 rings. Is that like a chainmail thing? Think the countdown of 12 rings takes too long. Try 108 on for size. Oh, okay. Oh, rings, like as in like rings of the bell. Okay, yeah. I was thinking rings, like you guys. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 So. (laughs) So no, this is this This is is a a bell bell. tower ring. Yeah. Ding yeah, it says ring. in Japan bells are rang a hundred and eight times. A <laughs> hundred and eight times. Wow. In a Buddhist tradition that is believed to banish all human sins. Oh, that's kind of cool. Well, cool. Thank so, you, Japan, for banishing my sins oh, for the year. Oh, never heard of it. Yeah. yeah. It's also it. good luck to be smiling or laughing going into the new year, but who knows how you can be in a good mood after having to sit through that prolonged ringing. Yeah, because if you think of that, you ring that bell and it goes, and then you wait, right, for the vibration to stop. Right, and then you and hit then it again. And then you ring again. So that would be... Like an all-day... Unless it's a church bell. Right. Ding, ding, ding. ding. Yeah. Yeah, and they don't give us information on that, but I want to now. I want to know. Well, that. I would guess. I would guess that it's what you're saying, Lori, is that it's the bomb, right? And then they let it go all the way out. Yeah. Bong, and then they'll let it go right. all the way out. Because if, if they're looking at clearing out energy, our sins, yeah, you would want that vibration. So colored underwear. Okay. South America. Well, any of their like any that. of their festival dresses are like yes, yeah, very, just very vibrant, f- vibrant flamboyant. Those, yeah. earth, those reds and, and yep. oranges yeah. and yellows. Because also you see a lot of purples too. Yeah. 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 I, yeah, love, I love the color. But in South America, countries such as Mexico. Um, Bolivia, Brazil, your fortunes for the year ahead are all decided by your underpants. Ooh. <laughs> Good Lord. I've got so many things that I could add to that. But <laughs> so those who want to find love wear red underwear for the new year. Okay. Oh, Passion. Okay. You got, Let's yeah. Let's see, what am I going to get from the underwear I'm wearing today? Keep going. Gold diggers. Opt for yellow. Right. Which brings wealth and luck. And if you're just after a bit of peace for the new year, sometimes white pants should do the trick nicely. But also blue. I'm just adding that. That is not there. But blue is very I've got healing, blue and peaceful green color. Today, so. Oh, peace and and. Life. What about black? I have black on today, so like you know, I it's, it's, it's the pit of despair. Mm-hmm. That's that it's is the a black hole. That is it's a fallacy. All sexuality. Out of, gets sucked uh, oh my it. god! Out of the out of the blackness comes creativity. Hello, please, no, thank a, you. Yeah. <laughs> and then the Only whole, for those who live in the dark. Oh my god! <laughs> and then there's the whole black dispels negativity. But when you're putting it on your that's a hell of a pickup line. Would you like to see the the, the light at the end of my tunnel? I'm just <laughs> saying. Exactly, <you know>? right? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> And you want to see what my black hole is? <laughs> yeah, see, we can incorporate several things for you this year out of this list. I'm just going to wear every color of underwear that I have at the same time. People will think I'm wearing a diaper, but I will be fat. <laughs> that, that's called a modern-day chastity belt. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. by the time the girl gets to number two, she's dead. Yeah. Doesn't matter how colorful she they are. She doesn't to number eight. Or how fun number they two, try to make it. Number two, she's calling it, putting her clothes back on, and going <laughs> Home. Yeah, she's done. You're gonna look at her and say, "This is not working for me." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Try to stick to one pair and no underwear. Just go no. Just go command the access. But so if I go command, like, like, like in in this. Oh my God! In this case, if you go commando, what does that say? That it you're... means you have nothing. Or does it mean that you? <laughs> Jason, you keep putting these negative spins on it. My life oh, is over. For you, though, right? I know, right? Only for you. 
Jeez. Oh, God. Yeah. Oh, God. So go commando every day of the year, except for you Maybe know no I think you should be wearing would... yellow underwear. Right, right. We've Maybe no underwear you. would represent that you are clear of need. Right, open yes. to the universe for whatever it would like to provide for experiences. Yeah, there right. you go. You have like no that. needs. Yeah, okay, we'll go with that. So you are clear of your needs. Okay. <laughs> right. Oh, uh, yeah. All righty. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. <laughs> I hope you enjoyed the show today. Remember, you can always reach out to us through our Facebook page at Stumbling Through Enlightenment. Follow us on Twitter at Stumbling T H R O U. Go to our website to check out more episodes and information about us personally. That is stumblingthroughenlightenment.squarespace.com. You can also reach out to us directly at stumblingthroughenlightenment at gmail.com. That's it for today. Have a great week.